Welcome to The Profitable Web Designer, a podcast for web designers who want to work less and make more money. I'm your host, Shannon Mattern, founder of The Web Designer Academy, where we've helped hundreds of web designers stop undercharging, overworking, and create profitable, sustainable web design businesses. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Profitable Web Designer podcast. And I am so, so excited for this episode because we have been trying to make this happen for a few weeks now. And my guests and I just like hit it off so well and got to chit chatting so much the first time that we used up all the time and never hit record. The second time, I didn't actually send her the calendar appointment for our rescheduled date. <laughs> but we did Third time's the for charm. Third time's the charm. So I am so thrilled to introduce you all to Stephanie Hudson of Focus WP. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here today. I'm ready. I'm psyched. I'm so psyched. We've had too. our warm-ups. It's like there's just oh, it's like <laughs> I'm so excited. It's finally happening. So can you share with our listeners a little bit more about you and what you do? Sure. Boy, we really are diving right in. We're going, yeah. My name is Stephanie Hudson, you guys. I Let me see. How do I explain this to you? I will take you back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Imagine you're there. You're at your AOL, AIM, Instant Messenger. You've got the You've got the dial-up internet. You've got the humongous monitor on the family computer, right? There's just one in the house. There, I was in my glory days right then, boy. I was learning how to build websites and I was like cutting edge. I really wanted to be a designer. I like the creativity of it. But then I was like, I should design websites. I think these things are going to be around for a while. We're in like 1994, 95, 96. I don't even think I had the internet yet at that time. Right. It's, I know it was like, that's what I'm talking about. It's like early days. So it was, uh, so then I took one HTML class, my first little hello world. And I was like, my brain exploded and that was it. So since then I've done a few more things, but as far as websites and things like that go, I've been a freelancer. I've been like a contractor, like a regular contractor. I've been a part-time employee, a full-time employee as a web developer. I've started a couple businesses. I've had a partner. I've gone it alone. I've had staff. I've not had staff. I've had all of these different scenarios. And I got to this point where I was like, there's something missing and I want I want to fix it. And so I, I met my my business partner, Tom, Tom Jensen at a WordCamp in uh, St. Louis. No, in, do we meet in St. Louis or no, we met in Nashville. And we ended up starting a business together. And now we, he's been around about as long as I have. And so now what we do is we try and give web developers and people out there who need to make websites or serve their clients in that way. We help them by giving them what we wish we had. Was this your longest intro of a guest so far. <laughs> I don't think so, but I should go back okay, and check. Good. But yeah, no, <laughs> <Sorry>. I love <laughs> I love hearing that background and just your journey to where you are many years later today to creating Focus WP. So tell us a little bit more about like what were those conversations with you and Tom? Like how how did it come to be that you're like 
this is a need and we should create this. And, and, and what do you guys do? So it started with care plans, with uh, maintenance. Everybody talks about care plans now, but four, five, six years ago, like it wasn't as common. It wasn't really as much of a, a thing that just was like a guaranteed everybody did. And I had built a little system. I built a system within my agency to do care plans. And it was very profitable. Everybody at the time hated maintaining websites. But I was loving it because it, I had built a system. I figured it out a way to do it. I figured out all the tools. I hired somebody. I trained them how to do it. And they would just go through the steps. And it would cost me, I think it cost me $4 per site per month. And I would charge 75 That was awesome to me. So Tom and I were talking about it. He hated it. And we started talking about it. And then he was like, I have an idea. And so after WordCamp, he sent me an email. He was like, don't freak out. It was a business plan. And so we started Focus WP to do maintenance and some other little bitty things. But then the more we got in there, we realized all these folks are having all the same struggles that we always had. So Shannon, here's here's a scenario. Like everybody out there listening to you, like tell me if this sounds familiar to you. You're working full tilt. You're super busy. You need help, but you're barely making enough money. So A, you don't have the money to afford somebody else. And B, you don't have the time to train them or to onboard somebody. Like show of hands, who's been there? <laughs> I think Pretty much that's all of probably us, right? like, every listener in my audience, every web designer I've ever talked to. It was me at one point in my journey. I don't think I know a have met a single person who has not been at one of those two places in their business. Right, exactly. And then to compound it, you've got the scenario where you've got the project, you've got the deposit, so you're going to use the deposit to pay a developer to help you do something. And then what happens with the developer? So help me if he doesn't <laughs> just ghost and vanish. And then, I mean, I've been there, just you're pulling an all-nighter, you're pulling an all-weekender, and you've got to just dive in and get it done, which then is extremely stressful. It messes with your family life, it messes with everything, and it ruins your like confidence in your ability to do so. You know, and then it also makes you hesitant or afraid to hire somebody to do something that you yourself don't know how to do. Because how can you trust that if they might ghost? Then you can't, if you can't do it yourself, then you can't trust somebody else to do it. Which then gives us all these weird, like fake control freak feelings. Like everybody, I talk to so many people are like, oh, I can't outsource. I'm a control freak. Guess what? I'm gonna drop a little bomb on you right now. You're not a control freak. Because like, if you care about the outcome of your projects and just want them done right and want to treat your clients well and don't want to have to be like on the hook for every single thing being done, that's just called being a good service provider. <laughs> like, exactly. It's not called being a control freak. So, you know, so you guys can let that one go right now. See, there you go. Whew, just let it go. <laughs> So anyway, we came up with this idea where we would sort of take off some things off of your plate. Now, we're an outsource provider. In case anybody doesn't know, we, we have an, an outsource team that you can get. But in addition to just having a developer that can come and do work for you, we also take off, you don't have to put out a job listing or a project request. You, know, like you don't have to figure out how to pay somebody in another country. You don't have to figure out the taxes that you have to if you have to do any of that kind of stuff. You don't have to vet them. You don't have to train them. You don't have to worry about them ghosting. We take all of the HR and that out of the picture. 
you also don't have to worry about like morale. Like if you get a few people, you want them to stay happy working for you so that they don't go off to someplace else. We take that off the table. So we've, I kind of wanted to make it this place where we are what you need in that little scenario that you're in with as little stress on you as possible so that you can sort of have these people. And we have six, we have six teams at Focus WP. So we have developers, copywriters, video editors, SEO experts, graphic designers or web designers, and also admins. So we have almost all that you need to actually like run a project if you wanted to just, if you maybe are a designer and you need, like you hit some tech stuff, like some geeky stuff that is like stressing you out. You can just send a ticket in and say like, could you mobile optimize this site for me? Or if like DNS, if I just said the letters DNS and you just get like cold sweat and chills running (laughs) down your body, like you could just say like, could you guys just launch this site for me without destroying their email and everything else? You know, like we'll do that for you. Like we're, we're just like your, your geeks on your team. Like if you had like wherever you're sitting, you guys listening out there, like turn around, see that door in the room, like outside that door, there's a whole entire agency that works for you. And they're just ready to do what, like, what would you go and ask them to do for you? If you could just ask them to do anything. And that's kind of what, what we are. I think it's brilliant. I'm like, I, every, <laughs> every single student in our web designer Academy, like th- you're solving the number one problem that we see your company is solving this. And the other thing that I hear also is that people are like, I just want to design and build the website. I don't want to deal with anything after go live. Like they don't want to be Mm -hmm. on the hook for client like support requests and emergencies and updates and all of those things. And so like, Mm -hmm. they don't even want to offer a care plan because they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's great recurring revenue, but they feel like they don't have the capacity to maintain current clients, get new clients, do all of these, do all of the things and have a life and, and everything. And so what I hear from people is they're just like, I just don't even want, I don't want to even mess with the care plan. Or the other thing is, I don't want to use WordPress because I don't want to have to deal with mm-hmm. updates and things. And I'm very platform agnostic. I'm like, build on whatever platform serves you and your clients, like whatever even though I'm a WordPress girl myself, but those are other things that I hear because people don't, because they're like solopreneurs, like they don't have help. It is all on them. And it's just so beautiful that you're an agency for designers. Yeah. And we don't, we don't even serve like the business owners at the end, like the website owners. Like we just work with agency people or marketers, web professionals, because like a copywriter could come to us and say, like, could you build this site? I'm gonna do the copywriting. That would be fine. You know, but like, so we just work with the the marketing provider, not the actual end users. And I, I agree with you about whatever works, works. Like, I'm not a jam or press down somebody's throat. However, that is pretty much our, like, that's our wheelhouse is WordPress as far as the development goes. Now we have yeah. all of the other things too, like the design and copy and all of those things are platform agnostic. So I'm super curious, what were some of your early challenges in like building Focus WP? Boy, that's so let me think. I hate when people say that's a good question. I have like a, (laughs) and I almost just said it. 
And I hate when people say it because I think it's a stall tactic. And I almost use it in that way. It's certainly a stall tactic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's such a good question, Shannon. It's just like your brain is like, what should I say? So some of the challenges. I mean, we built something that that doesn't really exist so much. Yeah. Like the care plan thing, like it's the one thing that we learned is that it's amazing how much goes in to something that you think you've got it. Like you think like, oh, this is. I know what we want to do. And then like the logistics of, well, what if somebody cancels? What's our policy? What if somebody wants to add another site? What do they click on? Where does that go in the billing? And how do we automate this? And, you know, the, like we want this business to be as automated as possible, of course. So, we, you know, it's like there's so much to figure out. One thing that was like a great sort of principle that we decided to go with was even though we want to automate as much as possible, we do it manually first till we work out the kinks and then we automate because the automation part can be complicated and it can be even more complicated to go back and like, if you did something like if you'd like, Oh no, that actually doesn't really work with our workflow, you know? So that was one thing that we learned early on. And then we sort of just listened to our customers so they would, you know, once they got in there and were having us do maintenance and stuff, they were like, hey, could you help me with the fixing this thing and that thing? And we would like just do like what you guys do out there. We would just say like, sure, it'll be about this many hours or it'll cost this much and we would do it. But then Tom and I were like, no, this is what we don't want to do. Like we're just getting into another agency and that's not it. And that's not really how we're serving people. So that's when we sort of like said, how could we serve people better in something in a way that's different than just what we've been doing all along. And so anyway, so that's it. So we've just sort of been loose and pivoted and kept going. And I'm telling you what, having a partner that you work well with, communicate well with, and fill different voids in the company is unbelievably important. You've probably experienced this with some of the folks that you work closely with, but there's a book called Rocket Fuel. And it's a fairly quick read. It's not that deep, but the basic concept is like you've got the visionary and you've got the integrator, I think he calls it mm-hmm. integrator implementer. I've seen different things, but basically like you need an idea person to come up with all the ideas. You'll never guess who that is. The one that's excited <laughs> about everything and wants to be front facing and all that. And then you've got the the implementer or the integrator who actually like goes and does all the detailed stuff and gets all those things done. And that's my partner, Tom. And like, he wants to die if he has to make a phone call. He doesn't, he never wants to be on video. He doesn't really want to talk to people. He wants to just stay on his boat and work on the computer. You know, like he doesn't want to like be front facing. And if I have to sit there and figure out automations and stuff, I'm just like, oh, so I say he puts the Tom in automation, but that's, (laughs) I'm working on that joke. It's not fully polished yet. So don't judge me. But, but anyway, that's another thing that like, if you are looking like if if something's missing in your business, it's tough to find somebody after the fact, you know, like once you're already rocking and rolling, but to find people that do things that you don't do. Like so many of us will say, oh, I wish I could just find another me. If I could just find another me, that would be great. But guess what? The other yous out there are all running their own businesses too. Like they don't want to work for you. <laughs> They're you, right? They got big dreams too. Yeah. So that made me think, though, like we all think we want to find another us so that we can like 
free up our time, but like that's kind of the company that you built for all of us, all of us web designers. Like you yeah. just cloned us basically and added tools to our toolbox too, because like, you know, you probably do, your company probably does what every person listening is skilled at, but not anyone listening to this is 100% skilled at all of the things that we need to be skilled at, at in order to deliver a project. Exactly. And so you fill all of those gaps. Yeah. And we even tell our team, like, the way the system works is when someone submits a ticket to whichever team it is, whoever's available or it's they're skilled in that or whatever, they can raise their hand and be assigned that that task. And we're very clear, like our company policies and stuff are, if you get into a ticket and you realize like, oh, this is not really good. Like, I'm not the best at this, this. I have a question or something. Like nobody ever gets like in trouble or whatever, you know, they're not toddlers, but you know, like there's no negative consequences if you ask for help or if you say like, oh, this isn't for me because we have a whole team there. And like, there's something that like we have a guy who's like unbelievable with server stuff and hosting and all of that. But if an SEO or a CSS ticket, maybe that wouldn't be his strength. Like that's okay. Because guess what? The CSS guy doesn't know how to run a server. So, you know, it's like that way you get sort of like this the best of all the worlds by having access to multiple different skill sets. So I have a million more questions for you beyond Focus <laughs> WP, but oh, yeah. I know. what I do want to ask is like, how does it work? Like, I'll tell you my experience today, because you sent me mm-hmm. a link to sign up for something. And it was like, oh, I could book a certain number of hours and request a task. And I literally in five minutes, like had this thing like submitted. And I think I received a response that you guys were working on it like five minutes later. And it was like brilliant. But for everybody listening, who's like, okay, wait, I need this. Like, how do I get this? Like, I don't want to make them wait till the end of this episode to find out how it works. Cause I, I know everybody is just as like lit up in their brain right now that there's help out there for them as I was when I heard about this. Got you. I'll tell you what they're also thinking is that like, oh, I probably can't afford it. Oh, yeah. They're probably thinking that too. And that's what I want to talk about after this because we get to get into pricing mindset too. (laughs) Excellent. Because I will say before we go down the road, if you're already thinking that right now and you're thinking like, I'll just skip this episode. I'm too strapped. Well, the way I structure things is we, we, I call it, we have markupable prices. So everything we do is markupable. So whatever your hourly rate is, it will be more than what we are charging per hour. So even if you make less per hour when you're doing this, you can then take on more work too, guys. And you can also charge more. So, oh, I'm excited to get into the pricing one. But anyway, if you when you go to the focuswp.co website, you can um, just hit the big red button, purchase some hours, and then it just shoots you over to your agency portal. And you submit a ticket, you pick which team you want to send it to, you know, if you want to have like SEO ticket, like, could you do keyword research for this customer? Here's all the details. Or could you write a blog post for this website? And here's whatever, like whatever you want to do, whichever team you want to send it to, you just put in a ticket and then you'll get an email response. As long as the ticket is open, you will get communication from one of our conductors, we call them. You'll get an email every single day. It'll be an update of some sort of what's going on. Either they'll have questions or feedback for you or... It'll just be like, hey, we're still working. Just wanted to let you know. So there's another thing like on the back end, like if anybody ever asks, like, what's the status of this? Like alarm bells go off and sirens wail. And I come in with the big scary face and say, why haven't they been? Ca-? You know, no, I'm just kidding. I'm pretty nice. 
but I'm a redhead, so you got to watch out. Firecracker. So anyway, so that's it. Yeah, you just, and there's just like a little ticketing board and it's just, you just send in tasks. It's it's I like mean, magic. Like now it's, it's just pretty simple. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And we also have one. This is a fun one. In addition to the six teams, you can submit a ticket that is called a question ticket. And that is like whenever you go and you want to post a question in one of the Facebook groups or this or that, and you're like, please, some random stranger, help me. <laughs> you can just ask your team. You can just ask your team. And uh, if you are, if you're like, I need to do a gallery or I need to put like the person's Instagram feed on here, like what should I use for that? Well, you can go spend two hours going down a rabbit hole of all the stupid <laughs> different plugins to do that and not know like, oh, do I have to pay for this or should I do that one? You can just go ask a question. And instead of one dev, we'll assign two devs to those, but they only will spend 20 minutes each. So it's not going to chew up all your time. And then they'll just each come back and then you can say like, tell me more or like, that's good. Got it. Thanks. That is brilliant. It's like having coworkers to bounce ideas off of. And I like to think of it as the phone a friend ticket. Yeah. I love that. I want to be fully transparent to our listeners. I was like submitting mm-hmm. this this ticket for a site speed up for my website cuz that you were like that's the perfect for this first job. It's like a 3-hour thing. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm kind of embarrassed like submitting this ticket because I know it's kind of a hot mess. And <laughs> I'm like feeling like, are they going to judge me? Like, I should know better than to have all of this set up this way. And then I was like, nah, Stephanie's cool. I bet that they're not. And I know what you're all about and your community is all about and how just supportive you are of other designers that I can't imagine that you're like, how dare she even like call herself a business coach for web designers when her site speed is atrocious like <laughs> oh man you should see our slack channel it's so we have so many funny gifs about your website right now it's like <laughs> you guys are all making you have your own channel for me mm-hmm. like making it's fun like of the me. little yeah. guy with the fire that says this is fine that's you no i'm just kidding no <laughs> we don't care if everybody had perfect websites we'd go out of business so we're great exactly and that's why i was like if i'm thinking this I feel like I need to bring it up on the podcast because I love it. I only, love that you did that. Yeah. Not only are you guys, you know, helping people with their customer sites, you're also helping, you can also help web designers with their own sites. Yeah. You know, when they're like, oh my gosh, like I don't have time for this or this isn't done or I'm actually not a designer, I'm a developer or like whatever. You guys can step in and fill that gap too. Mm-hmm. We actually have a special page on our site where you it's it's not like a separate service exactly but our absolute cheapest that we sell hours for we have them like down stripped all the way down almost to our cost literally and that's it's called focus on your site and the reason is <laughs> so that product is 10 hours 450 bucks and it's you can only use it on your own agency site because our thing is if you have a good site then you're going to get more customers and then you're going to give us more work. So everybody wins if you have a site that you love. Plus, we all know like we are all the barefoot cobblers. Like zero out of 100 web designers love their website. Okay. So like it's, it's fine. It's fine. We all hate them because we all know what's possible. And so whatever, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so that's our little thing that we have. That's our little cobbler special so that you could come and, um, 
you can get a lot done in 10 hours on your own website. If it already exists and you just are like, I just need to do this. And it comes with, by the way, a free 30 minute little mini coaching session. So I can help you like, you'll get on a call with me for 30 minutes and I'll help you say like, I would recommend using those hours for this, this, and this on your site. And then you can do it. So that's another little thing. Cause we do like, we care about these agency folks and we want them to succeed. And so Speaking of, like, I feel like I'm doing sales pitch, sales pitch, and I don't like that. I want to just talk about, like, okay, guys, yeah, you should go buy my stuff and everything, but like, let's talk about pricing. Let's talk about business building. Let's talk about lead gen, or let's talk about sales. That's one of my favorites. Oh, like, for sure. But let's like, give here's some the thing. tips to these people. I do not feel like this is sales pitch, sales pitch, okay, sales good. pitch, because good. I feel like it is solving a really big problem that from where I sit, I get to talk to thousands of web designers. And I feel like it is such a brilliant solution to a very big problem that I'm just like, yes, you need to come on to my podcast and tell everybody about it. So I don't feel like you're being promotional. I feel like I'm very excited about what you guys do. And I'm excited to like be a customer now too. I'm super proud of it. I really am. (laughs) I'm proud of it because it really does help people. And here's like, here's another little sneaky way that it helps is that it can help your, your folks. If you are, uh, do you happen to know, Shannon, do any of your people struggle with confidence in their pricing? Oh, no, they all are perfect in their price. You know, they all have, they're all charging 10 K pricing, 10 K plus confidence. Yeah. They, yeah, they don't blink. Nobody has any mind trash around their pricing at all. Yeah. One of our clients that worked with us for a while and um, her and I became sort of like sort of friends. Actually, we she she had recorded a couple little training videos with me as a guinea pig and stuff like that. So and I was talking to her one day, talking her off a ledge because she was like, I don't know how much to charge for this. And I I don't even remember what the project was now, but it was something she was going to use our devs for. And I said she was like going to charge a low number. And I said, Oh no no no! You can charge this for that for that thing. And she went, "No, I could never. No one would pay me to do that. No one would pay me that much to do that." And I I leaned in and I was like, "Guess what? They're not. They're paying you for us to do it." And she went, "Oh!" It. She sat up. Her chin lifted. Like it changed her posture. Like it was so fun to watch her reaction to that. And it like it had it like flipped this switch in her brain that it was like. Oh yeah, they're not. It's like it is somebody who's an expert or knows more than me, whatever. All these insecurities that we have, it sort of like was this weird salve on that little emotional wound (laughs) that was like, okay, no, I can charge more because I have an expert doing it. Yeah, there is one of, there's like probably 10 core pieces of mind trash that around pricing. If I, there's probably way more, but that one is a big one. Like, I don't know enough. I don't know everything. You know, I couldn't possibly charge that much because what if I do and then I can't deliver, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I always say, you're smart. You'll be able to figure it out. And I'm sure that, you know, no matter what ends up happening, you're going to do right by the customer. And now, you know, you have you have access to people who can help you and just do it for you. And yeah. you get to like that's it's a value add to your clients for sure. It is. Mm-hmm. I love I love helping people to charge more money. 
It's just yes. fun. I mean, yeah, they, then that means they can pay me. They can afford me. But like also like it's just super fun, isn't it? Like it's fun to have people like their minds open up to the idea that like they're valuable and people should pay them. When they have the shift of mm-hmm. it's the shift from like I'm taking money from someone and I am harming them because money is leaving their bank account. Like that's a that's a common core belief that I see with a lot of our students before they come to work with us to, oh, no, like I am actually, this is an exchange where they're actually getting more than they ever gave me. Like when they can make that shift, Mm -hmm. like that's, that's a huge, I'm curious, like for you, because you do some business consulting too. Mm -hmm. What are some of the mindset shifts you've seen people make or you help people make or you even just like want people to have around their pricing? My very, well, oh, around pricing specifically. So I was, I I love the sales stuff. Both, all of it, anything. And so it's all sort of interrelated, of course, but like the psychology of it, that if you tell people, like the way that you present the pricing even. So should I ask me how much this is going to cost? So how much is this going to cost? 5000 <laughs> Right. Okay, ask me again. <laughs> so how much is this going to cost? Your investment's going to be $5,000. All you have to do is click this button here, sign there. We will get you right into our onboarding thing, and we will start tomorrow. Do you see the difference? Exactly. It's so fun to teach people how to do that. And how to just, how to present things, even if something goes wrong or if somebody has an issue, how to present it. Or if somebody asks you for something that you can't do, you don't say like, oh, sorry, I can't do that. For starters, all of us, females especially, but all of us, watch out on your sorries. Don't let them eat you alive. Watch how that puts you, it shifts the power dynamic. Not that you can't regret anything you've ever done and not that you should be, you know, a jerk about stuff, but like... Watch using the la- the language that you use affects the power dynamic and the conversations that you're in. So if you, you know, whenever something is there that your client really, really wanted, and maybe you even accidentally led them to believe that you could do it, and you can't, you don't say like, no, we can't do that. You say, actually, what I recommend here is that we go in this direction instead. So you never just say no, you always have an alternate, but then you move them in that direction. And when it comes to like the pricing of all of that, if you need a pep talk, I, I do this, I call it my proposal pep talk. And I do it free once for anybody. And that is you do a proposal and then you book a call with me on my website and I will go through it and I will tell you where you could charge more or if it's good. If you want to do that again and again, like you could pay for that little session, but like nobody does. Cause it's like, if you start to learn like, oh wait, <laughs> And then I say like, okay, so I'm going to tell you what to do and you go and do it. And then if you make more money, you have to come back and tell me like, hey, that actually did work. It's super fun. Uh, that sounds so cool. So, yeah. okay. One of the things I hear from our students all the time, and I'm curious what you have to say to this. It, it, there's the whole, no one would pay me that much. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other, no one would pay that much right. for this. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. What is your comeback on the, you know, 
the the core fear is like I won't get any clients if I charge this much, or they'll say sure. no and I won't make money, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. No, totally. That's a huge issue. This is not the answer anybody wants to hear, but math. <laughs> I know we all just love some math first thing in the morning, right? No, but so you say, who was I talking to recently about their website? It was like a contractor or something like that. That or I was talking to. A a person who had a contractor that they were trying to sell a site to. And I said, well, so you're going to redo their site so that they can capture leads and make more, you know, like get more customers. How much do they make on one? Like what's the lifetime value? What is their product cost? And what is the lifetime value of that? And he was like, oh, if they sell a roof, it's like 20 grand. I'm like, okay. And you're going to charge them like 6,000 for a website? Like, if for starters, if they don't get one new lead or customer from a brand new website you're building, like that, that's this, the price isn't the issue. We've got to go back to like what's actually going on with the website. So, like, if you can bring them money, like, then it's worth it. Like, if, if I said to you, Shannon, if you hand me $6,000 right now, I'll hand you back $20,000 in a couple months. Like, how fast would you find $6,000? Give me right. So, if you think about it in that way, like, don't think about it as the value that they're providing to you. You think about the value you're giving them and what they're going to get for that money. It's ROI, peoples. Exactly. Oh my gosh. This is one of the things that we we work really like intensely with our students in the Web Designer Academy on is you're not selling an X number of page website with all these bells and whistles. You are selling the outcomes that the people can create Mm -hmm. when they have that thing. And so you get to stop thinking about, oh, I'm selling myself and I'm selling my skills and I'm selling a website and I'm selling branding and logo design and all of this. It's like, yes, those are the sort of those are the tools. That's that's what you're selling, but that's not exactly what they're buying. Yeah. (laughs) So you have to like spend time learning about them and their goals and their business. And then when you do present your proposal or whatever, you do the math for them. You get, we, we call it pre-framing the value. You get them thinking about what they can create as a result of working with you. And you don't like not talk about it and just hope that they do the, their own math for themselves, you know? Right. And you say, here is what is possible for you when we worked work together. And if you can get your confidence up around that as a designer and as a salesperson and truly believe that they're better off working with you <laughs> than they are better off sure. working with you, then you will then just like what you said, it you have to think about it differently. You have to think about what you're selling differently. I get Do so want- passionate about that. Hey, you guys out there, would you like to hear my very favorite sales tip for selling websites right now? Yes. Would you like to hear I'm going to answer for everyone out there. Okay. <laughs> Here's what you do. Now, you can't see us because we're on a podcast, but I'm going to tell you what I like. There's a physical aspect of this, which is best if they can see you. But even if you're just on a phone call, that's okay. So what you do is you talk to them because let's frame it a little bit. If somebody comes, like everybody knows they need a website. Almost everybody knows they need a better website, (laughs) right? So 
like that's an easy thing to understand. What people don't understand is like, oh, you need a form plugin or you need a call to action or you need a funnel. Like people don't understand those things. They understand like the basics of we need a website. And if somebody comes to you and tells you what to do, like says like, I want a website that does this, this and this and looks like that, then you are a code monkey. That's it. And those we call are it a pix- commodi- pixel pusher around here. And that's a commodity and it's not expensive. So what you need to be is, is a, basically a consultant or a partner mm-hmm. to that person with the idea that if their business succeeds, then you succeed because they'll keep working with you, right? You'll keep making money off of them. So if someone comes to me and starts telling me what they want the website to look like or function like or any or y- what tools to use, I put the brakes on that immediately. And I say, let's do this. And I put my hands up like I'm holding something. And I say, let's just set the website. I can't, my microphone's in the way. (laughs) Let's just set the website over here for a minute. And I physically pretend like I'm picking up a small object and setting it off camera. I said, let's just set the website over here for a minute. And let's talk about your business. What do you want to achieve? Yeah, set that website over there, Shannon. (laughs) Hey, let me hand it to you. Can you put this over there? (laughs) So you say... Let's talk about what you're trying to accomplish. And then you sort of start to get to the point of like, do they want the phone to ring? Do they want to have a portfolio that really impresses the visitors that they send to their site? Do they want to get people to whatever it is, whatever action it is, they want them to pick up the phone, do they want them to stop by their storage, whatever the action is, they want more of that on their site. So what you do is you say, let me help you, like, here's where we are and here's where you want to get to. Let me the expert on all of the digital things. Let me figure out how to use your online properties and your online tools to get you from this point to this point. And a lot of times, depending on what they do, you are almost never an expert at what they do, right? So I was working with a tennis coach and he was like, well, couldn't we just make this website? And I said, sure. Couldn't I just go teach tennis? (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) Sure, I could. Would I be good at it? No, absolutely not. So, you know, it's it's all about like, what are you trying to accomplish? So tell that business owner or, you know, gently, kindly, of course, but like, they do what they're good at. And as long as they keep offering a good service or product to their customers, then let you do what you're good at, which is to figure out how to make them more money through their website or Google business page or whatever it is, you know, all the online properties. And that changes the conversation. It reframes it. It puts you in a position of being the expert rather than just a practitioner or a, a pixel pusher, as you call it, code monkey. And it, it's unbelievable what that does for the conversation, for how that person views you. And even if you feel super insecure, you can say those few sentences with confidence. If you practice it, do it in front of the mirror, do it to your dog, tell your significant other, whatever, practice it. And you can do it. Like, let's just set your website over here for a second. I've done it. I've done this with my coaching students where like, we practice it and they do it. And then it like, they go and they're like, I did the thing with the setting it over. And I'm telling you it works. That's my number one sales tip, you guys. I love that so much. This is what I hear too, from people. They're like, but what if I can't guarantee that they're going to get a new tennis coaching student after I built this website for them. I can't guarantee that. 
Like, so then they Uh let that get erode their confidence in the sales process. And they want to like back way off of talking about results because they're like, well, I can't, I can't promise that. So what do you say to that objection? I say it depends on a lot of different scenarios, but like, let's dig down into the whys, why you can't guarantee it. If it's because like you can bring in leads, but then those leads go to them and they have to close the deal. That's legitimate. And that's a very real world marketing versus sales scenario. And so you want to always make sure that that's clear. And you want to make sure that you put metrics in place to track the leads that you're generating so that you can't get this like, we haven't made any money since we started working with you. And you're like, well, we've sent you 5,000 leads and you haven't converted any of them to sales. So, you know, it's like you have to be able to cover your butt. But also, so there's that, like track things and cover it. But if the issue is that you don't know how to deliver those things, then that's a skill gap that needs filled. So why can't you or why aren't you sure? Is it just because you lack some experience? Well, that's okay. You just get out there and you start doing it. Or you bring in some experts, like you get the Focus WP team, like get a professional SEO keyword research thing done. And it'll tell you like, here's the things that on this site that need to be changed for their organic search to work better. And then you can go do those things. You know, like, again, nobody's an expert at everything. So figure out like, and I think Shannon, this is probably something that you are really proficient at helping your people with is like that digging down into like, what is actually going on at the core here? Like what's really, what's really the issue there? Is it because like, it's too many things that are out of your control? Is it because you're not good at what you do? Or is it just because you just haven't figured it out yet? Or haven't had the chance to do it yet? Or whatever? You know, once you can get down to those core elements, then you sort of address that, rather than just addressing the big old like, what if what I can't guarantee that? No, you can't. You can never can. I mean, there's no, there's very few guarantees in marketing. Yeah, and and most business owners know that. Yeah, and yes, that is what we do. Like the answer is so simple. It's like, yeah, you you tell them here's your role in this project and your responsibilities, and this is my role and my responsibility. And when we both do our job great, then mm-hmm. you're good to go. But yeah the thing becomes, you need to get aware of like all of the thoughts and fears that you have and then get those, we call it mind trash around here. Mm -hmm. Find all the mind trash, sweep it up into a big pile. And we help you just Mm -hmm. like either throw it out piece by piece or get it all out in one fell swoop so that you can take action on those things. Because there's a lot of perfectionism wrapped up in it. There's a lot of imposter syndrome wrapped up in it when the solutions are actually very simple. <laughs> you know, yeah, but the reason you know, we I don't do, do think, the solution is is a lot of that stuff. In all honesty, I do think there's another element though that is a lack of education or skill. Sure. Uh, not in like a ignorance way or anything like that, but like we've got so many people that we know who are probably side hustlers or things like that. And when you come at something sort of sideways, like borderline hobby kind of a thing, like not necessarily a hobby, but it's something that you're interested in. So you start doing it and you're like, oh, I think I could charge people for this. When you kind of come into it sideways, you don't get a lot of the foundational understanding sometimes, and that can lead to insecurities. So sometimes like, what is it again, when you get dig down into what you're really concerned about, like, you're not confident that when they the traffic comes to their site, that they'll convert into a lead. 
Or is it that you don't think you can get traffic to their site? Maybe, you know, those are two very, so like, go take a course, work with a coach, hire an expert to come in. I know all of these things cost money or, you know, go do a lot of YouTube research, like level up a bit, confront that issue. Like don't complain and be terrified that you can't do something. Go like, go be a victim, go work on a solution. I love that. And every, yes, they cost money, but like all of those things are investments that compound over time in your Mm -hmm. future ability to generate more time, money, and capacity. Cause that's all, you know, we're all in business because we want more of those three things. Mm -hmm. And when you take the time and spend the money to like develop the, to fill the gaps that you have, whatever they are, that's only going to come back to you many, many, many times over. And I think one of the biggest lessons that I have had to learn the hard way over and over is because I do like to dig in and figure stuff out, but mm-hmm. there's an opportunity cost to that, right? There, there you, you have like, I only know what I know. And when I try to do everything myself, I don't get outside perspectives. I'm working with only my current like paradigms and beliefs the time that you spend on those things takes away from from other things and that goes from like being a baby business owner DIYing bootstrapping everything all the way till now where I'm like okay well I want to grow beyond where I'm at I can't do that with what's currently in my brain right now I need <laughs> to expand got to level up you got to level up yeah. and you do it by not doing it on your own There's another thing that I refer to that I sometimes see people do when they are in that vacuum. I call it learning themselves off a cliff. (laughs) I call it procrastinating learning. No, no, this this might be different. (laughs) Different? Okay. So like I've worked with some people who they, it's that same scenario that I just sort of said before. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I'm interested in tech. I'm interested in web. I'm going to tinker. Oh, I did this thing. Okay, I'm actually kind of good at this. I'm going to do this. I think people would pay me for this. So your confidence level is going up, up, up. And you're like, if I'm going to do this, I just need to learn a little bit more about it so that I can do it good. And so you go and you take a couple of courses or you learn something. And then you get to the point where like, you could make a perfectly good website for somebody that would serve them and their business. But then you're like, but I don't know anything about security and SEO and DNS and all this other stuff. And you start. So the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. And then you absolutely just implode because you think you must obviously need to know all of the things. Otherwise, you're a failure. And it's like, eh, not so much. Like, you probably know enough. Like, you probably know enough to get the job done, to serve your clients. And, you know, there might be little gaps that you need to fill. But then you work with other people and you do all this stuff. Like, I don't know how to do all the things. Neither do you. Like, none of us do. So you just gotta, you gotta understand the big picture. And you gotta know how to work with people. And you know how to have to figure out the end goal. And then you can get there. I think one of the most important things in all of that, too, is relationships and meeting other people who Mm -hmm. do the similar things in your space, community. We have a mutual friend, Josh Hall, who introduced us. And I think the email introduction was like, how the F have you two not met yet? (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious because somehow that thread is still going. (laughs) Yeah, that's a subject line that gets your attention. Yeah, And, you know, (laughs) just 
I go through times in my business where I'm just like a workaholic lone wolf and I'm not meeting people and I'm not like, you know, I'm just kind of like holed up in my little office here. And those are like the most challenging times. And it's when I like realize like, oh, I've been doing that thing again. I need to like get out there and meet people and connect and build relationships. The, I don't know if it's serendipity or synchronicity or the like magic happens when you meet other people. I just like your partner in Nashville it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. to create Focus WP. So you have a big community aspect of what you do mm-hmm. with your business. Can you share more with our listeners about that so that they can get like connected to some really brilliant, generous, smart people? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> We have a group called Focus on Your Biz, and this group was started a couple years ago live on a podcast that I was on. So I'm I'm a panelist on the Divi Chat podcast, which is about to change names and be not about just Divi. It's going to be the WP Biz Chat, which doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as well, but it's a lot more accurately describing what we're doing. So And I'm not sure the date of this airing of this podcast, but Shannon's going to be on the show. So that'll be fun. So we were talking about online communities and all that. And I had said, I wish I've always wanted to start like a group because you go on Facebook, which Facebook obviously is like the grandma's social network, right? (laughs) But, (laughs) But it's unbelievably useful in business. I just am like blown away. Not the front facing like people talking about their politics and their grandkids, but it's like the groups and the hidden little nooks and crannies where all the magic is happening and the connections are being made. And there's a group for every freaking plugin or line of code out there. There's a whole plugin, there's a whole group for it, but there was no group to go and like talk about like, do you guys like, who do who does your taxes or do you do your books yourself or do you have somebody else do that? Or what do you guys think about pricing on this kind of a thing? Or do you offer that? And it was like, there wasn't a group for that. And I wanted to start it to where you can just like, I mean, yeah, we can ask some little technical questions here and there. But it's like, basically, like, let's talk about the business of like, running a business, you know, like, let's that there's so much to talk about with that. And it's so fun. So I was on this podcast talking about that. And they were like, just start just do it. And I was like, okay, so I just like jumped over into another browser tab and like started a group right there. And then a bunch of people listening signed up and, and here we are. So it's a lovely little friendly corner of the interwebs, I have almost no moderation to do, which is astonishing because it's just nice people. And then we get together on uh, Thursday nights, we do a group Zoom where we, sometimes I have a topic or sometimes we'll have a speaker or sometimes we just share some wins or, you know, like this week, for example, somebody asked me a question about their contract. And I said, would you want to come talk about it in the group on Thursday? And they're like, yeah. So, you know, well, sometimes we'll just have somebody come and talk. Like I just say, we're just crowdsourcing solutions for people in there. So anyway, I love all that stuff. I'm like, in case you couldn't tell, I am 100% extroverted. I'm gregarious. And so I really need all of that. And um, the little Thursday night thing started with some, just some friends that were colleagues. And we, if somebody dubbed it mental health for web developers, that's what we call it. That's what our little nickname was for the group. And it kind of is, you know, we get so many people come in there and say like, this is so great because my 
girlfriend has told me I'm not allowed to talk about websites anymore. Or like, you know, like the, or like my parents won't let me mention my clients to them. You know, like whatever it is, it's like your people in your world outside of work, they don't understand it and they don't care and they don't want to hear it. But we do. We love it. Like when you come in and you're like, oh my God, they asked me to make the logo bigger. We're like, no, you know, like whatever. So it's like, you know, you have that, that support group and it's remarkable how it changes things. And, and then we're going to be at WordCamp together. IRL. Yes. I think this episode might go live before WordCamp. If it goes after, Shannon and I had a blast in person together. And if you are listening to this, I think it's going to go out before. So if you're listening to this and you're there, definitely email me. Let me know you're there. We'll meet up. And look for yeah, a bunch of we want to hang out goobers wearing 3D glasses. That'll be my people. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. I'll link up to the group and the podcast, whatever its name ends up being, and Focus <laughs> so WP. WP in so the show notes things. of this episode, can you, I could talk to of course, cause we already have talked for hours, but I could talk to you for hours more on this podcast, so but fun. we do have to wrap it up. Can you share with our listeners more about how they can find you, connect with you, get in your world? For sure. Head over to focuswp.co slash profitable web. And awesome. we'll have all kind of goodies and tips and things on there for you and maybe even a little discount maybe a little maybe a little something something get you started and give us a shot over at focus that's the main way that'll link out to the facebook group and all that kind of stuff too i'll link all the things that um we chatted about if you want to get a proposal pep talk or whatever anyway yeah this was fun shannon that's amazing. We, this is I mean, the first of many, I'm sure. Um, well, we already do this every week. We just don't always publish them. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, Talk to you next week. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'll link all of that stuff up in the show notes. I'll share that out. And oh, gosh, there was one more thing I wanted to say, and it totally slipped my mind. No. no. Oh, I was going to say, if you go to sign up for Focus WP and you're having a bunch of pricing mind trash, let Stephanie or I coach you through like all of it. Like if you're Mm -hmm. like not charging enough and you think you can't afford it, like we want your business to thrive. So Mm -hmm. take the opportunity to get some support with that because it will unlock your whole business when you make the shifts around the value of what you do and how you do it and who you surround yourself with and all of those things. So. And it's it's absolutely a judgment-free zone. I mean, I feel like you know that about Shannon too, right? Like you can say stuff and I get it. I get it. We don't want to be vulnerable and we don't want to show where we think we're weak and where we're failing and stuff like that. But like we're truly white label and I, I it's almost like, you know, it's like a doctor-patient confidentiality thing. Like <laughs> I'll be your biz therapist. It's private. It's Love fine. it. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show this week. I really, really appreciate it. We'll definitely have you back to dig into some of these other juicier topics. So, Can't wait. I'm going to pop into your group too and go like hang out with some peeps. Yeah, for sure. All (laughs) right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM Network. 
Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.